0: The poor people of Loreto in Baja California have been hit hard by the COVID-19 virus shutdown, and they need food. Friendship with God is delivering food directly to their homes. Go to www.friendshipwithgod.org and look for the Loreto Need banner to donate or call 619-599-1104. God bless you. That's great news, that bringeth good
1: tidings of good. This is good. There's nothing better than this news. And then it says that publishes salvation, and that's the word from which the word Yeshua, Jesus is. So it publishes, publishes salvation from God, salvation from God. Is it great news for someone to come and read somebody their crime sheet and say you deserve hell? No, that's not the great news. The great news is the next part of that, which says, but God has forgiven because of the cross. The cross paid it all, and therefore it's salvation. And that says, and it says there, and that saith unto Zion, saith unto the Jewish people, thy God reigneth. Thy God became a man. Thy God became the Lamb of God, which took away the sin of the world, as John put it in John 1, 29. Now, now also, the picture we've been looking here of Moses, consider this. Moses felt this, he felt deep inside himself this sense of inadequacy. He felt inadequate. He just looked at himself and he says, you know, I'm just not able. I do not have the ability to be God's messenger to the Jewish people. And he reflected that when he said, you know, that, that's what he said here. He says, he say, he says um, uh, who am I? that I should do this, you know, uh, the, 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 that I should bring the, 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 that I should, you know, God says, I'm going to send you. And Moses says, who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh, that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. So in other words, when he said that in Exodus 3.11, he's really looking deep down within his soul, within a, and he says, he says, me, I am inadequate. I don't have the ability That's exactly how the believer feels who seeks to go to the Jewish people. He feels so inadequate. Uh, Me, I should go to the people of God. I should go to the people from whom the Bible came. I should go to the people from whom the Messiah should come. I feel so inadequate, so unable to. But that's okay because there was no greater deliverer apart from the Lord Jesus Christ than Moses was, and he had the same feeling, and that is normal, and that's exactly how the believer feels. But just as Moses also, he looked within himself, he says, I am inadequate. And the other thing he said, is, as we're seeing here, is that Moses didn't know what to say. It's that Moses didn't know what to say. He says "He says there, he says, when he goes in, he says, I'll, God said, I'll be with you. And, and Moses says, you know, what shall I say? What is his name? What shall I say unto them? He didn't know what to say. And that is the believer who seeks to go to the Jewish people, seeks to have a conversation with the lost Jewish person, starts off and has absolutely no clue at all what he's going to say. Well, what's he doing? He's relying on God. He is relying on God, just like Moses was relying on God for help. And he finds that in the middle of a conversation, that in the middle of the encounter, in the middle of the engagement with the Jewish person, all of a sudden, the words come that he should say, And Isaiah says, that's exactly what it says in Isaiah 50, verse 4, where it says, the Lord God, and just picture that. The believer is talking to the Jewish person, doesn't know what he's going to say. He's looking for a break in the action. He's studying, he's listening, he's thinking about everything the Jewish person is saying to him, and all of a sudden it comes to him, and he can say the words to God of Isaiah 50, verse 4. The Lord God hath given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that's weary he wakeneth morning by morning he wakeneth my ear to hear as the learned so all of a sudden it's the Lord God that's given him the what to say now also with this picture that we have here of Moses just as God promised Moses he would be especially with him he said certainly I'll be with you as you go to the Jewish people That's what God promises the believer who goes to the Jewish people, that he promised them his presence Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel, and lo, I am with you, even unto the ends of the world. In other words, he's saying, I'll be with you. I will especially be with you. I know that you're going to a difficult people, and therefore I will be all the more with you. That's a great promise. So it's the same thing. It's the same thing that Moses felt as what happens to the believer who sets his heart to go to the Jewish people, and that's where the adventure starts. That's where the excitement starts, to just to, to be in the middle of the fray, to insert himself into the middle of the fray by intentionally engaging, engaging with intentional friendship. Why do I say intentional friendship? Because the friendship with the Jewish people is with a goal. Because you see them in their lostness, you see them in their darkness, you see them in their uh, their uh, their separation from God, you see them without hope, you see them you see them you see them in a in a religion that gives them no friendship with God. You see them there, and you say, I see all the problems. I don't know what to say, but I'm going to insert myself. I'm going to go, because that's what God's called me to do. And then in the middle of it, God gives the right words. God gives the analogies to speak. God gives everything, and it's an adventure. It's a wonderful adventure. And when you come away from it, you say, you know, that was, there, there, were, there was another person there, an unseen person. It was God himself. It was the Lord Jesus Christ himself. He was there. He was speaking. It's wonderful. It's the adventure of it all. Now, we come now in verse 13, and Moses says unto God, said Moses, and Moses said unto God, Behold, he says, When I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? All right, now. <clears throat> And we have seen here that God has commissioned Moses to go to the Jewish people. He sent him to go there. And now, this is really the time here when we have here, when we're reading here in verse 13, because you see, here God has been speaking when, and addressing Moses' question, his challenge. When Moses says in verse 11, he says, Who am I? And then he says, It's not a question of who you are, it's a question of who I am, he's saying in essence in verse 12. And he says, Certainly I will be with you. And so, you know, it's interesting that that God doesn't say to Moses, Moses, you're being too hard on yourself. Look, you're really a good fellow, you're really Persuasive, you're really friendly, you really have a lot of natural abilities, you can speak, etc. God doesn't do any of that. And He says, Who, who am I? And, and God looks at Moses and says, Yeah, you know, I'll agree with you on that, you know. But, but Moses, let's not talk about who you are, let's talk about who I am and the fact that I'm going to be with you. That's the point. So there's the redirection of Moses' focus away from himself and to God in verse 12. And then Moses then uh, uh, speaks now, and he he says these words. The first words he says back to God, he says, Behold, when I come. That's interesting. It's so significant what Moses said here. Moses, he said, Behold, when I come. Now, Moses did not say, Behold, if I come. And there's a big, big difference between between saying behold when I come versus behold if I come. See, when I come is one attitude, and if I come is another attitude. By saying when I come, Moses was showing God that he had the attitude of absolute going to do it. Absolute surrender, absolute commitment to obey God. God, I'm going when I come. I'm going. There's no question about it. In order for Moses to come to the Jewish people as the messenger of Jehovah Jesus, Moses had to first come to Jehovah Jesus as Lord. And this is what happened. Moses says, Look, you know, I surrender. I surrender, and, it's a, and and here is when I come. I am going. There's no question. because after all, God had called Moses. Moses had raised an objection about who am I? God had answered the objection. Now it's Moses' move. It's Moses' turn. And Moses, really, his next word have to reflect either he's going to go, He's going to obey God or he's not. Or he's sitting on the fence. And so when he says, Behold, when I come, that is the attitude of the decision is made. It's finished then. When I come, in other words, referring to coming to the Jewish people, Moses is saying at that point to Jehovah Jesus that he was also, as he's gonna come to the Jewish people, he was coming to Jehovah Jesus as Lord. And he was saying, Lord, I will do what you want me to do. Now, so, all right, so now, but as we, I mean, I've said this, but then we're going to read here that Moses has questions and Moses has problems, and he's bringing this up to God. But these words, when I come, behold, when I come, they set the stage for these questions and these problems that Moses is going to raise to God. Because by saying this, behold, when I come, and then to raise these questions, Moses is saying to God, there's no question that I'm going to be going to the Jewish people. You've asked me to do that. You've asked me to do that, and I'm going to do it as your messenger. I just have some questions. When the Lord Jesus Christ calls a lost person to be saved from his sins, he essentially, like with Moses, he's calling that person first to come to him as Lord, first to come to him as Lord. When he says in, in Matthew 11:28, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. When he says in John 5, 40, you will not come to me that you might have life, that's showing us here that for a person to be saved from his sins, he must first come to the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord. He has to do, there's no other way. There is no other way. For any person to be saved from his sins, but to come to the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord. And that's, that's what he said. That's what's meant when he said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. By me, in meaning as, by me is the life. By me is the way. By me as the truth. That's what's meant in Acts 4.12, where it says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. This is all stemming from Deuteronomy 5.7, where it says, Thou shalt have no other gods. Thou shalt have none other gods before me. So for anyone to be saved from their sins, they must come to the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord, as a repentant sinner, asking the Lord Jesus Christ to have mercy on this soul. But for that person, must come with all of his heart. Nothing doubting, no wavering. Because the lost person who's going to be saved, he has to be 100% in. He has to be 100% committed to coming to the Lord Jesus Christ. There's no experiments here. He must have implicit faith in the goodness, in the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ and say in his heart, no matter what happens, I'm going to flee to him. This is the when I come attitude that Moses is expressing here. It's a, it is an expression of a heart that's fully committed, which is expressed in Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. But on the other hand, if a person has problems in his life and he's really more interested in getting his problems solved and is really only interested in getting his life straightened out, then he'll have the if-I-come attitude because that is, if that's the primary purpose of, his, of him coming, then the if-I-come attitude is one that I haven't really completely decided that I want to come to the Lord Jesus Christ, so I have this if, if, if I come position, if I come attitude. He's what the Bible calls, the if I come attitude is what the Bible calls a double-minded man, a double-minded man. He is the double-minded man because he's got two minds. He's got two minds. He's saying, on one hand, on the other hand. On one hand, he has a, man, a mind a if I come and surrender control of my life by coming to the Lord Jesus Christ, and, and that's one, on the other hand, he says, uh, he, he says, well, I don't know if I really want to do that. And so what interests him is this if I come position. If I come to the Lord Jesus Christ, what will I receive? That's a double-minded man. And it says, I, a double-minded man is saying, I just can't decide. I can't decide whether or not I should come to the Lord Jesus Christ. It all depends on if I come, then what? With the if I come attitude, that double-minded man, he's described in James 1.8 where it says, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So speaking of his life, for example, a person may have a serious health problem. Like cancer, And he says, you know, he comes with the if I come attitude. He says, if I come to the Lord Jesus Christ, will he heal me of my cancer? Or if I come to the Lord Jesus Christ, will he fix my marriage problems? Or will he fix my financial problems? Or will he fix my career problems? Or will he fix my whatever problems? And that's the if I come attitude. And that's the double-mindedness. And that's called in the Bible unstable, unstable. The if I come attitude attitude is unstable because he's just undecided he doesn't really know whether or not to come to the Lord Jesus Christ and so with that if I come attitude it's the if I come what will he give me or if I come what will I find and if a person asks the Lord Jesus Christ for answers in order to decide whether or not he's going to come to him for salvation God's not in that game he will never respond to that person because it doesn't work on that bargaining level. The only thing that person will find if he goes down that road is instability, insecurity, no assurance, no boldness, no confidence. But if a person has honest questions and says to God, when I come, what will I find? When a lost person tells God that he has decided to come to God, come what may, He's going to come to God to be saved, only he has questions. Then God responds. God does respond, as we see here in the case of Moses. Why? Because the if I come person has no faith in God. He's saying, first show me, first convince me, then I'll make my decision to come or not to come to be saved. And God's not in that game. He's not in that game. He's not in the show me first. He's not in the show me first, as reflected by those who came by the cross. And they said, come down from the cross and we will believe. See, that's first show me and then I'll believe. And God says, no, that's not the way faith works. Faith works, first believe, then you'll see. As he said before Lazarus, said I not unto thee that if thou wouldst believe, thou shalt see the glory of God. It's the opposite. But the second, in Moses saying here, when I come person, he has faith in God. He trusts that God is going to take care of him. He has some questions about what's going to happen, but the answer to those questions don't influence. They don't influence his decision to come to the Lord Jesus Christ, to come and to call him Lord and to, to obey him. You know, show me a person with an if, if I come attitude if he's not sure if he should come to the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved, I'll show you a person who's insecure, who's unstable. Show me a person with a when-I-come attitude, wholehearted, committed to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, cost what it will, sold out to him, and I'll show you a person that is as stable as the rock of Gibraltar, rock solid. Why? Because of what it says in Psalm 18, too. The Lord is my rock and my fortress, and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler, and the horn of my salvation, and my high tower. The difference, this is the difference between the when I come attitude of commitment to obey the Lord Jesus Christ, and the stability that comes from that, and the if I come attitude of double-mindedness without commitment, and its lack of stability. And this was all addressed by the Lord Jesus Christ, when he said in Luke 6, 46 through 49, and I'll read this, why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Whosoever cometh to me, and heareth my sayings, and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. He's like a man, which built a house and dig deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose and the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it for it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation built a house upon the earth against which the stream did beat vehemently and immediately it fell. And the ruin of that house was great. Now, as I read that, I wonder if you noticed the little difference between the two men that were described in this parable. You see, if you see the difference in how they're described, it's very, very significant because in verse 47, he describes the man of stability in this way. Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them. Now, notice from verse 49 the difference in how this person is described, the person of instability. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man without a foundation. See, the first man, the stable man, the man of stability, was described as whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them. That's the first man. The second man of instability, the one that falls, is described as, He that heareth and doeth not. See the difference? The first man is, cometh to me, heareth my sayings, doeth them. The second man is, heareth and doeth not. See, both the first and the second men are described as hearing. Both of them heard the Lord Jesus Christ. But there was something said about the first man that was not said about the second man. And the first man was described as cometh to me. And that was not said about the second man. The second man was just described as hearing the Lord Jesus Christ. And the first man, it says, he cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them. But the second man, it doesn't say that, that he came to him. It just leaves that out. And it just says, he heareth and doeth not. And that makes all the difference in the world between these two people. Because that's what makes the difference between the man who stands and the man who falls. Both men, they heard The Lord Jesus Christ says with his sayings, but only one of them. It says he came to the Lord Jesus Christ, and that made all the difference between between the standing and the falling. See, the first thing we see about Moses from his mouth, he says, "When I come," which shows to us that Moses was a man of commitment to obey God, and when he was saying. That when I come, he's not just—he's he's referring to he's going to the Jewish people, but also this kind of connotation. You see, Moses also coming to God and saying, "Yes, I'm going to come. Help me. I—I I don't know who I am. I, I'm not—I'm inadequate in myself. Help me." I don't know what to say, help me. I don't know what your name is, and I don't know what to say when they're going to ask me what your name is, help me. But you see what you see, the picture there of Moses? He's coming. He's coming to God. He's coming to God, and therefore he's coming to the Jewish people. See, he is the person who comes and hears and obeys, as opposed to the person who hears, evaluates what he hears, and doesn't obey because he never came to the Lord Jesus Christ. That, uh, that'll be as far as we're going today in, in this lesson. Let's pray. Father, help us. Help us to come to you with all of our heart. Help us to come to you with an, our inadequacies, with all of our needs. Help us, we pray, Lord, that we might be men and women of stability because we come to you. And in coming to you, we hear your sayings and we, and we look to you to help us to obey you. We thank
0: you for hearing us today in Jesus' name. Four people of Loreto in Baja California have been hit hard by the COVID-19 virus shutdown, and they need food. Friendship with God is delivering food directly to their homes. Go to www.friendshipwithgod.org and look for the Loreto Need banner to donate or call 619-599-1104. God bless you.